Hello, this is Champ 180, and I'm your host, your helper and friend, Adam Childress. If you're listening and expecting a kumbaya session on what you want to hear, this may not be the show for you. We are committed to encouraging and developing champion-like individuals who desire to learn, grow, improve in the five core areas of champ. I'm real, transparent, and say what's on my mind with no fluff or puff. So listen up, because today is your day. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Adam Childress, and I have had the pleasure of recording this podcast with a dear friend of mine, David Ains. This series is called The Champ Dad. We are focusing on the five core areas of champ, but we tweaked it a little bit. This is also a kickoff series for the up-and-coming The 360 Dad in celebration for dads this month. Today we are discussing the health of a dad. We hope this podcast encourages and blesses you in some way. Enjoy the show. So David, this next uh, topic, uh, we're moving on to the health of a dad. It's as important as the other core areas we're talking about. If you're not in good health, how can you have the time perform as a dad to your kids? Manage your health so that you can be there for your kids for the long haul. Now, we won't spend a lot of time on this on how you should be healthy because for the most part we should know. But a healthy dad also requires a good balance of family time, work, and hobbies. Also, managing your stress in life. Mm, all this in, that's all, a good one. All of this can be summed up as a healthy dad or to be a healthy dad. These are some areas to focus on with a healthy dad. So, David, can you share some other suggestions on what a healthy dad is or looks like? Well, I'm going to start with the one that hit, hit really close to home, and that is managing your stress. Mm-hmm. As dads, we carry a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, many of us are the stress, not necessarily bad stress, but these are things that, that we all have to pay attention to as a dad. We have our, our actual relationship with our spouse. If you're a single dad and you're dating your girlfriend, if you're a single dad, and you're engaged, your fiance. So we have the actual relationship, uh, our personal relationship with our spouse that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. We have the relationship uh, with our kids that we have to maintain and, and, and work at. Then we have our, our workplace environment that we have to deal with. And then we have our social life environments that we have to deal with. Yes. You take all these things and you put them together and they do create stress. Right. They shouldn't, but they do because there's a lot of irons in the fire that we have to be that we're constantly we're constantly cycling through them. In in the course of a day, we have hit all of them multiple times. So, you know, and I'll I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So I get up in the morning I talk to my wife, and I get ready to go to work. So um, I get up, talk to my wife, get ready to go to work, interface with my kids if they're up, because, you know, sometimes they're up, sometimes they're not. But if they're up, good morning, how are you doing? Right? Grab something really quick as you head out the door to go to work, and then you're dealing with work. And as you're dealing with work, 
you uh, your kid calls you. <laughs> so back out of the work environment into your child's environment. Dad, can I do this? Dad, can I go there? Dad, something somebody's at the door uh, asking for you or whatever the case may be, right? Yes. So you deal with that. Back to your work environment. Uh, you go through your day a little more, and then uh, your wife calls you or texts you. Hey, and uh, can you do this? No problem. So you stop work environment to address the your relationship uh, piece, um, and then it just keeps going. Uh, mm-hmm. Then after work, the hardest thing for me is to un, uh, to disengage work uh, and be home at the end of the day, because then my job my job doesn't stop; it's ongoing. And when you deal with technology, uh, technology doesn't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. It's true, <laughs> and and a lot of people work in the evenings or 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 at night because uh, that's when they that's when they are better producers uh, of work. So you know, I, I could get a text, I could get a phone call, uh, and I'm doing I'm, I'm working on trying to separate that work at slash home uh, piece. Yeah, uh, if I'm just being really honest with you. But we, we, we go through these multiple times a day. We go through these different environments, these different relationships uh, constantly. And we don't get to put one on pause and jump into the other. They're like, all, they're, like, they're like all going at the same time. Let me give you an analogy of what that might look like. Because I just, I've been talking, you know, as you talk to coworkers and colleagues uh, in the industry. So we have this analogy that I, that, that I will share with you to make, to make this point, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, I hired you, let's just say, to decorate this cake for me, okay? And uh, you put the frosting on it, and you're getting ready to decorate it. And while you're decorating it, um, someone is hitting baseballs, and they're coming through the window right at your head. And so while you're trying to decorate this cake, you're dodging baseballs that are coming through this window at you, and they're coming from you uh, from the left, from the right, uh, up high, down low, and the, the, all the meanwhile, while those baseballs are going through the window, you're trying to decorate this cake and spell, you know, happy birthday or, or congratulations on the cake. Now, your job is to decorate the cake, not to dodge baseballs. <laughs> so at the end of the day, what do you think your cake's going to look like? It's going to look like a hot mess. Yeah. And you may be self-employed. You yeah. may be uh, working for somebody. But either way, your cake's going to look like a hot mess. And mm. you're just going to think, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was, my job was to decorate this cake. But while I was decorating it, I was dodging all these baseballs. And so it might be easier just to scrape the icing off and start all over again, uh, depending on how bad it looks. But that gives you an analogy of what goes on in a dad's, in a dad's mind throughout the day. It's like, you know, we are here to do it, especially when you're at work here to do a job, I'm here to do this, I'm focused on this, um, and then we have baseballs coming through the window, and those baseballs could, could represent uh, a text message from home, it could be a text message from the guys that are getting together afterwards, it could be maybe you play softball for your church, mm-hmm. or a church activity, and, there, and the uh, men's group is texting you, uh, there's all kinds of things, it could be, it could be a text, uh, maybe you're watching the stock market while you're at work. And things are crashing. You're like, oh no, uh, those are all considered baseballs. So it, it's, there's a lot going on. 
Uh, I heard I heard an al- another analogy that men are men are hunters. We have we have hunt, a hunter's mentality. Yes. Because that's the way uh, we were created. Um, it's hard for us to shop. We don't have a shopping mind. We have a hunting mind. So when someone says in our in our pack, if you will, when someone says I need shoes, Dad, and I'm sorry to have to, I'm not trying to degrade men by any means. Right. I, I am a man. But in our mind, we go, ooh, shoes, hunt, let's go. And we go hunt for shoes because we were created to be the providers for our families yes. as men. Right? So if someone in our pack says shoes, oh, shoes, let's go. Oh, look, here's a pair of shoes. Let's grab these. And usually, it's like, okay, I'll grab those and we leave. Like, now, I say that because I have three boys. And so when we say shoes, I go, guys, I'm going to two stores. We're going to the first one. If you don't find anything there, we're going to the second one. If you don't find anything there, we may go to a third store. But I'm not going back and forth between the three stores or the two stores. Like, you're going to have to find something. We're hunting. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> right? Um, and, and no offense to women. No offense to, to them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't – they're – they are geared to shop. Right. They they search and they find and they're very good at shopping. Very resourceful. I, and, right. That's the way they were created. Mm-hmm. But but I, I can't do that. I can't go to store one, try on shoes, and find some that I like and walk away from them and go to store two in hopes of finding something better or at a different price that I might like, and then return back to store one to buy what I eventually would want to buy. I just, I can't do that. Uh, I am, I am a hunter through and through, and that's the way we were created. And we do the same thing with our families. Um, You know, kids say, I need a dress. I need makeup. I need, and the dad's always like, "Uh, yeah, let's go. Here's makeup. Oh, it's the wrong color. (laughs) Yes, but it's makeup. Oh, different color. How about this color? It's not the right color. Nope. Gosh, man. Okay, how about this color? That's no, and the, then finally, about the third, yeah. about the third time, we give up. We That's just where like, the okay. mom comes in with right. the details. <laughs> right. Uh, but and, and the analogies, it, it just it, when, once I heard that analogy, I was like, oh yeah, I so get it. Yeah. Because um, that, that's how we were made. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I love. I've if you told me that before, and I love that. Um, analogy with the dads being a hunter it really puts it in perspective on why we do the things we do you know right makes it understand i will add right exactly and i will add to that um you know obviously there's the mental health of a dad is important as well yes um it's true you have to be in the right state of mind Mm -hmm. and a healthy state of mind um if you're not get help if you're in a you know mental stress um, get help. There's counselors. There's there's professionals who can help you um, with those with those issues if they require professional level help. Um, there's the 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 physical health of a dad is mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Um, and one that's usually overlooked because we tend to put ourselves last. Yes. Um, we put others first. Um, or other things that need to be done first before we take care of ourselves. True. Um, and oftentimes we wait too long to deal with self. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know several several dads who have waited too long, and, and things have gotten progressively worse because they waited too long. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mental, um, yeah, physical. Yeah. You know, it's not um, doing your kids any good if those are unhealthy areas. Mm-mm. Not at all. Once again, they're watching us. Yes. Uh, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying I'm perfect by all means. But I don't. I, I, I will be the first to tell. You, what? And you know this. <laughs> you will know this, and I and I've said this before when we've been together on the air. Yeah. Uh, doing these uh, podcasts I'm not perfect I, I and I'll tell you uh, Adam and I are not perfect um, and if you if you know me personally yeah I'm not the healthiest I'm not the the most physically fit guy I'm out there I'll just I'll be really honest with you um, but these things are important but mm-hmm. these again these are all areas that each of us are working on different areas uh, each of us are stronger in some areas and struggle with others. Right. Um, that's just the way it is. Right. It doesn't make it doesn't make the, the parts that we struggle with less important. Right. Or vice versa, or, or the ones that we're good at important. It just means we're all at different places, and it's just a journey. Yeah. Um, and if, so, if, and if you're a score ten in every area, that means you're perfect, and we all know that there's no such thing as a perfect dad. Um. You, real quick, David, before we go on to the next topic, you said that, you know, some of the stuff that you struggle with, but I know you have, I've known you for 15 you know, so years, and you have the huge heart. When I describe you to other people, the thing that I, comes to me the most is how big your heart is for people. And that makes a wonderful dad to kids. It's, it's huge. That can go, you can talk an hour, two, or three on just having a big heart for kids. And that's a huge thing. So I, oh, love, thanks, that, I love that about you. <laughs> um, it's funny. Not, not, not that we're sharing kudos for each other, but I tell people that you are you are very in, involved in your kids' lives. Um, and you, you are the most patient guy I've ever met. Because there are times, as we all have gone through things, there's yeah. stuff that I've had in privileged enough uh, to stand by your side and there's times I've walked away and I was like I don't even know how he does that I don't know how you're so patient I don't know how, how you can just go it's going to be okay because I am on the other side of that going inside going no <laughs> patient. but you know what Adam yeah. I am so honored to watch you go through that and come through the other side of it perfectly fine mm-hmm that's awesome. um, that says a lot. So see, yeah. once again, there's the give and take. Yes. The difference between uh, two dads right there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I, I'll tell my kids and my wife, hey, listen to what David said. I'm patient. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm he gonna thinks so. Back. I'm going to make it my ringtone. Dude, you have a big heart. <laughs> every, time they, every time my phone rings. See, you guys, look. No, I'm just kidding. You're gonna, you're gonna let it ring for five minutes. <laughs> Daddy, gonna answer that? Nope. Because I have knows. a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Thank you, David. You too, buddy. Hi, my name is Nita, and when I was a younger mom with younger babies, my dad once noticed how hands-on my husband and brother-in-law 
were with their children. He commented that this current generation of dads were so notably involved in the day-to-day of diapering, feeding, baths, bedtimes. Well, my dad was from a different generation, but in that context, which was his context, he most certainly was hands-on. He was the dad who took me, a very painfully shy girl, and looked into his own toolbox for a way to help me grow out of my shyness. He didn't know psychology, he didn't know any modern parenting tips, but he took what he did know, which was sports, and he attempted to figure out if it could help me grow out of my crippling insecurities. He reasoned that I needed to develop confidence, which could only come from practicing something repetitiously. So, he forced me out to the backyard in the evenings to play catch. It seemed I'd never figure out how to catch a ball, but he stuck with it, much to my chagrin, and he didn't let me quit. And then suddenly, one day, I loved softball. I couldn't get enough. I loved going to practice. I loved competition. My dad, in his hands-on way, showed up to my games, and he'd watch, and he was always coaching me how to be better, how to be a step above the competition, tricks to use in the game. He was always teaching me to think in a way that my peers were not. He challenged me to try out as a high school freshman for the varsity team, which was rare back then and I was the first in my high school to achieve that position. And then, though he didn't formally pull me aside and give me a coach's talk, I remember there was the day he basically said, if it isn't fun anymore, hang up your cleats. Collegiate softball had become a chore, a job. I'd lost the passion, and he was trying to tell me it's not worth it to work so hard over and over and over again, repetitiously, if there's no love for the thing you're putting all that time into. He wasn't teaching me to be a quitter, but he was teaching me that life requires changes. You can't always rely on yesterday's glory days, and you have to reevaluate, be willing to try something new, and become hands-on and grow. Thanks, Dad. It's pretty obvious I'm no longer shy. You've just heard the second episode on the health of a dad, a five-part series called The Champ Dad as we celebrate and encourage dads this month. Here's another joke. How funny are mountains? They are hill areas. (laughs) Tune in to the next episode as we focus on the attributes of a dad tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Champ 180 and the 360 Dad Podcast. God bless and remember to champ up and champ on. Thank you so much for listening to the Champ 180 Podcast. I really appreciate your time and tuning in. Again, this is Adam Childress, but I'd like to leave you with a few things to uh, live by daily. That is be thankful, be kind, believe in yourself, never give up, help others, cherish family and friends, do your best, listen with your heart, laugh often, and love lots. Until next time. God bless.